When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Report a new beginning. Let's go. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. Started back rocking the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Mitchell and Ness with the old school name. All of the homies holler Padre gang. Yeah, they. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 241 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. I'm your host, Ben Fadden, the Padres. They did just fall to the San Francisco Giants 8-1, to but they did win the series. And we don't really care what just happened in that series, to be honest. What we care about is what's going to happen starting on Friday, which is the wild card series, Padres-Mets at City Field. Um, uh, sure, I'll talk about this Giants series here a little bit, what happened, maybe some positive takeaways. I think there are some positive takeaways uh, from this series, but... The big focus, I think, of this episode is going to be about what's going to happen this weekend and projecting a roster, who I think should be on the Padres' 26-man roster come Friday morning, which is probably when they're going to release it. Uh, Bob Melvin did just tell the media that he's expected to announce the Game 1 starter tomorrow, which would be you, Darvish, you would think. And Mike Clevenger, who was supposed to start today's game against the Giants, he is not going to travel with the team. He's probably going to get back his COVID results tomorrow, COVID test results. Um, and so hopefully he gets cleared and then he can travel then separately from the team. Um, so that's kind of update there. I mean, as I'll talk about here in a little bit, I think Mike Clevenger is a, uh, a big question 
on if he'll make the roster or not. Um, you probably think, oh, no, it's a slam dunk for him to make the roster. It's Mike Clevenger. He's one of the best pitchers on the team. Uh, but who knows now with this illness, and even before then, maybe the Padres won him pitching game one of a division series, and they're fine with only having Manaya on the roster and maybe carrying Brandon Dixon uh, for speed or for if something happens. I don't know. Maybe they want to do that because uh, Bob Melvin did tell the media that he's probably leaning, or he said something to this effect, that he's probably leaning towards going 14-12, 14 position players, 12 pitchers instead of the other way around. Um, so maybe they go that way and don't have Clev on the roster. Clev will travel to New York regardless, I would think, uh, at least to you know keep his arm ready and to be with the team. Um, but I, I don't know. I do think it's a question if he does make the roster. Uh, but we will get to that in a little bit. If you have any questions about who I'd put on the roster or who you'd put on the roster, any comments about that, feel free to put it in the chat. If you want to support the channel, you can use the Super Chat button, the Super Thanks button on regular videos. This episode is brought to you by Gaglione Bros, famous cheesesteaks and garlic fries. Gaglionebros.com is the website. They're located on Friars Road. That is their main uh, shop. And they're also located, obviously, inside Snapdragon Stadium and inside Petco Park. Hopefully you guys can visit Gaglion Bros inside Petco one more time this year at least, which would mean that it's in the division series, that the Padres win the wild card series against the Mets, and it's game three at Petco Park, and you'll be able to be there for that. So um, I recommend you try them out if you have not already. If you have not, uh, you're missing out. All right, let's get to this padres Giants series. Again, mostly what I'm going to focus on here is the positive takeaways that I can take from it um i don't think there were like negative any negative takeaways from it it was really positive to be honest um we could start monday make our way to today's game just because it's just a regular it was just a series that didn't really matter so there's no need to like go from today most recent to monday uh monday padres won seven four musgrove uh, i thought he pitched well Six innings, very encouraged by what I saw out of him. Six innings, no runs, two hits, seven strikeouts. He finished the season with a 2.93 ERA in 30 starts. Uh, All-star, signed the extension. If I want a win-or-go-home game in the wild-card series, Joe Musgrove's the guy that I'm going to. So if the Padres lose game one, I think the Padres should go to Joe in game two. If the Padres win game one, and then you can go with Snell game two. And if you lose that, you have Musgrove game three. Or if you win those first two, then you have Musgrove for game one and probably, what, game four or game five of a division series? I like that. Um, so I love the way that Musgrove battled. I know I used the Tingler word, but I like that's how I describe it. I like the way that he battled this year. Uh, on the mound, sometimes, you know, he didn't have his best stuff, but he always, or most of the time at least, found a way to get through six innings, um, you know, to give that bullpen a little bit of rest or more rest than maybe some other starters would give the bullpen. So I really uh, want to praise him for that. One of the team leaders on this team, and uh, I really hope that he will pitch in the wild card series. I know there's obviously that debate of, oh, will Musgrove go game three? Well, what if they don't get to a game three and then he doesn't pitch? Well, 
I, I wouldn't allow that to happen if I were Bob Melvin. I, Musgrove has to play at some point in the wild card series. I would not allow the Padres to play in a playoff series and Joe Musgrove doesn't pitch. His last outing was in a regular season series against the Giants. I wouldn't be able to live with myself if that happens, but we can talk about that later. Um, Grish got his first hit since September 13th uh, before the Dixon double on Monday. He also got a hit yesterday, so that was nice to see. Yeah, he's still striking out a little bit, but we know that the defense is going to be there. Um, you know, the range, definitely, it's going to be there. And when he does make contact, usually it's hard contact. And so that I am leaning towards having Trent Grisham hit ninth in that Padres lineup come Friday. You know, I don't think the Padres are going to be expecting a whole lot of the nine spot anyway against Scherzer or DeGrom. Uh, by the way, the, there was an article in the New York Post today suggesting that the Mets are going to wait on DeGrom and not pitch him game one on Friday against Darvish, have Scherzer go then. If they lose that game, then have DeGrom go game two. If they don't lose that game, game one, have Bassett go game two to try to seal it. If they seal it, DeGrom would pitch game one of the division series. If they don't seal it and then it's tied 1-1, they have DeGrom go game three. I don't know if I would do that if I were the Mets and try to be cute like that. Uh, I think that's definitely bulletin board material for the Padres, but maybe that's just me. Uh, and that's why I'm not Buck Showalter being, you know, the manager of the Mets. Um, where was I? Uh, Myers, El Gallo, got his sixth home run of the season, got his seventh yesterday. That's a positive. I think him and Grisham getting going, those are positives. Right now, I'd probably have Will Myers start uh, in the lineup. Nothing against Josh Bell, but I like having Drury and Myers. Now, I haven't looked at the matchups, Scherzer against Myers or Scherzer against Bell or anything like that, but. Um, I think Myers is just the better option right now, to be honest. I like him at first base over Josh Bell. It's nothing against Josh Bell. Like, Josh Bell, he's an upgrade over Hosmer at first. Um, yeah, who's Hosmer, right? Totally forgot about that guy. Um, but yeah, like, I don't know. It's just a gut feeling for me with Myers. And maybe that's also why I'm not managing, right? You don't want to manage just on gut feeling. But... That's what I would do. I'd have Myers in there. You can have Josh Bell pinch hit at some point if you like that matchup. He is a switch hitter. So if you want that late in the game, I think that's a good option. Uh, Profar is going to be playing. He's a switch hitter. If you want a switch hitter off the bench, you can have Josh Bell there. Um, I would consider that. Uh, but Myers homered on Monday, homered yesterday. Those were positive signs from this series. Padres won on Monday, 7-4. Crony, two RBI hit with the bases loaded. He has been insane with the bases loaded this year. I think the Potters are probably going to have him hit fourth or fifth in that lineup come Friday night, uh, whoever's pitching uh, against whoever. Um, so that was cool to see Crony there. Hader got his 36th save on the season. Um, last 10 outings, he's been tremendous. Uh, so, yeah, I thought it was a very positive day on Monday. And Joe Musgrove against six solid shutout innings. Great way to end his 2022 regular season, and hopefully he really helps his team come this weekend in the wildcard series against the Mets. Um, or he isn't used at all, like the good way. Padres win the first two games if they're, they're going to go Darvish-Snell. Win those first two, and you have Musgrove go game one against the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. 
on Tuesday, next Tuesday, whenever that would be. Uh, so uh, either one of those scenarios. Um, moving on to Tuesday, Padres won that one 6-2. to two. Uh, Another encouraging thing from this series, Sean Manaya. I think he definitely secured his spot on the postseason roster. Again, I'll talk more about the postseason roster here in a little bit. But on Tuesday, 66 pitches, 50 of those were strikes. Over 75% of his pitches on Tuesday night were strikes. He retired the last 18 batters that he faced. Um, he was supposed to go four innings, and he ends up going, what, five or six? Let me double-check that. But I just, he's just pounding the strike zone, obviously. He went six innings, one hit, walked one guy, uh, struck out six, no runs allowed. ERA finished under five this year. Obviously, he probably wanted that ERA to be lower. But, hey, we got to give props to Sean for working his butt off and getting back to the guy that we think he can be. I'm not saying that he's going to go sh six shutout innings every start. Uh, I don't really expect him to start a postseason game. I think he's going to pitch out of the bullpen multiple innings, maybe face the lineup once. Uh, that probably is his role. Uh, but what I am saying is I think that Manaya can pitch like this come postseason time against the lineup one time around or whatever their plan with Manaya is. When he's pitching efficient like this, pounding his own, at one point he gave up 14 runs in a two-game span, end of August and into uh, his first outing in September. 14 combined runs. I think six runs, one outing, eight runs, another outing. And now his last two outings of the season, regular season, he's given up a combined two runs or excuse me, combined one run in his last two outings. So talk about turn, turning it around and trending upwards at the right time. Like Blake Snell, you know, and Joe Musgrove had that kind of iffy that or that rough patch after the All-Star break, and he's turned it around, and he's pitching better. So the guys, they're playing well at the right time. They're trending upwards at the right time. So shout-out to Shamanaya, um, bouncing back. Props to him for working, working his butt off. Ruben Niebla, uh, whoever worked with him, Ben Fritz, bullpen coach, probably worked with him as well. Just um, just uh, applause for Manaya for bouncing back, really. And then Myers last night, two for five. He homered, uh, I believe it was his last at-bat, back-to-back days with a home run. He did not get a hit today, and I'll talk about what just happened today, uh, possibly his last game at Petco Park as a Padre. Uh, but it was great to see Myers put some really good swings on the on the ball this series against the Giants. Um, he played first base really well today defensively. Uh, I believe he played left a little bit in this series. I don't know. I think it was the first game or might have been last night. Uh, but he was hitting second in the order last night because Soto, I don't believe, was playing. Uh, there were guys that were off. Um, but just positive him and uh, Grish, those were the two I thought real, like, offensive positives in this series uh in the lineup like grisham putting uh some good swings on the ball yeah he was striking out a little bit still but maybe a little more than a little bit but when he was making contact line drives he finally got another hit uh first time since the middle of september he actually got multiple hits in this series and the glove was still there obviously yesterday he made that really bad throw into home plate totally airmailed Alfaro but he was just showing off his arm that's what I put on Twitter just just showing off his arm telling the Mets hey don't run on me just showing off my arm I got got a good arm uh but no his defense was there 
made a good catch at the warning track last night. Last night, I think it was, or it might have been last night. He also made a diving catch, I believe, last night as well. So really, really good job out of him. Uh, so him and Myers, I thought, I, it, I got positive impressions. I felt positive coming away from this series about what they did offensively. So that's good. Uh, today's game, oh, by the way, I did want to mention Robert Suarez. No earned run since August 29th. Last night he pitched a scoreless inning, I believe. Uh, man, scoreless seventh inning after Manaya. Inning, no hits, two strikeouts in that inning. Uh, his ERA this season, 227. Finished it at 227 in the regular season. One of the Padres' best relievers. Uh, he's obviously going to be on the wild card roster. And behind Hader, Martinez, Maybe Garcia, but I don't know. Probably Hader Martinez and then him, for me at least, on like guys I trust right now uh, out of that bullpen. I, I trust a lot of them, but like based on how guys have been pitching, just confidence level, um, Suarez is way up there for me in the bullpen. So shout out to him. Today, Padres lost 8-1, to finished off the regular season 89-73. and Look, this team, they've... Dealt with a lot of adversity. I wrote on gaslampball.com earlier this week. You know, there was some people saying the Padres backed into the postseason. The Brewers lost. That's why they got in. No, that's not why. They clinched because the Brewers lost. But they would have got in on Monday because they won that game. You know, like, they didn't back in. Uh, their longest losing streak this year was four games. That's not backing in. Um, sure, did they, win a did they not win a series all year against the Dodgers? Yeah. Weren't able to get it done, but hopefully they can get it done in the division series if they can beat the Mets in this wild card series. That's what ultimately matters. Um, you know, they dealt with the adversity. Bowmel being out, Ryan Christensen being out at some point. Ryan Flaherty was managing at one point. You know, um, having to deal with Eric Hosmer as the first baseman—that's some adversity, I think. <laughs> um, I mean, you had to deal with not winning at Coors Field and. Um, Fernando Tatis Jr., obviously, that's the big adversity, the biggest adversity that they had to pull through, right? They're expecting the superstar shortstop to get back during the season. Big boost to the lineup. Best shortstop in baseball when he's healthy. And he's on a rehab assignment. And then he's nowhere to be found. He's at the San Diego airport. And boom, he's tested positive. And now Hassan Kim's your starting shortstop. It's not a terrible thing that Hassan Kim's a starting shortstop. I thought he filled in really well for Tatis this regular season. Hopefully big things to come, great defense and all that come the postseason. Maybe he comes up with a clutch hit or two. But um, you'd obviously rather have Fernando Tatis Jr. as your starting shortstop or at least in the lineup over Hassan Kim, right? So that was a big blow. Um, Dennis Lynn, by the way, just tweeted, as expected, Darvish will start Friday's game one against the Mets. Starters for Game 2 and Game 3 are to be determined. I like the sound of that, to be honest. I, I want the starters to be determined, Games 2 and 3. I know that Musgrove and Snell, they probably want their routines and they want to know when they're going to pitch so they, they can be prepared because starters during the regular season, they know when their next start is going to be. So they do specific things on specific days leading up to that start. Maybe some guys uh, get some conditioning in, they throw a little or they don't throw it all the day before a start, or maybe it's just a little light toss. Guys are different, and so not knowing when you're going to start next, that's probably going to mess up with their routine a little bit. 
but I want it to be deter- to be determined personally. Uh, I like Darvish, obviously, game one. That's not debatable. He was going to pitch game one. Was just the September player of the month or pitcher of the month or player of the month, pitcher of the month. I forget what it was, but September, whatever of the month. He was really good in September. Um, he was just player of the week. Um, so he's game one. But game two, if the Padres win game one, then I go Snell game two. If they lose game one, then I go Musgrove game two. It's nothing against, well, maybe it is something against Snell, but like I'm confident in Snell. I'm confident in either guy that goes out there. And this is by a hair. I'd rather have Musgrove out there right now over Blake Snell. And you could say Blake Snell has, a better, has had a better second half than Joe Musgrove has. Okay. If you're on that Snell side, you want him game two regardless, that's fine. But with the season on the line, I feel like I can trust Musgrove still more than Snell to keep you in the game, to go, you know, like six innings. I trust Musgrove to do that more than Snell. And for me, just my gut tells me if Joe Musgrove doesn't touch the mound and the Padres get eliminated in two games, one of the team leaders, one of the two, who are the two biggest leaders on the team? Manny and Musgrove, right? If Musgrove doesn't touch the ball in the playoffs, that's not going to sit well with me. That wouldn't sit well with me if I was AJ or Bob Melvin making these roster decisions or making these who's starting what game decisions. That wouldn't sit well. Not having Blake Snell pitch, but you put Musgrove in there and he, okay, he didn't have it, or he gives up three runs, six innings, and the offense just didn't do it. Okay, I can I can live with that. You know? And I guess I could say I could live with Snell going six innings, three runs, in game two, and the Padres lose. But if I had to pick, like, who would I rather not who would I be most okay with not pitching I'd be more okay with Snell not pitching over Musgrove if you disagree let me know uh but that's just my viewpoint on that so Dennis Lynn again as expected Darvish starting game one game two and three are to be determined that's what Dennis just tweeted and Clev if you're just tuning in Mike Clevenger was supposed to start today's game he did not start. Stammen started. And uh, Clev is not going to travel with the team. He, I believe, has tested or he has tested for COVID. He does not know the result yet. And the result is expected to come tomorrow. Uh, I guess, according to Marty Caswell, that's what she tweeted uh, a few minutes ago. And so hopefully he tests negative and he can travel to City Field, to, to New York. Uh, tomorrow, separate from the team, and everything's going to be fine. Um, where was I talking about Wednesday's game today? So Stammen out, went out there three innings, gave up eight or five earned runs, excuse me, not eight. 69 pitches. They pretty much just hung him out there to dry. I mean, today's outing told me that Stammen not going to make the wild card roster. At least that's what I would think. Throw 69 pitches, and you only have one day of rest for that. I don't think that they'd have him on the roster if he's not going to be available for Friday. Every pitcher on the ro- every reliever at least on that roster on the wild card roster is going to be available to pitch on Friday. I would think, like every all hands are going to be on deck. 
when a reliever goes 69 pitches and he's as old as Stammen is, you know, in baseball years, that's really old. It's probably harder to recover there. I just don't think that he would pitch this many pitches and j just go be on the roster on Friday. I don't see that. Uh, but I guess he was valuable today, right? You didn't have to use one of your other relievers that you're giving a day off to. Um, so, yeah, good for him. Chris Mack came in. He was called up today or replaced Clev today before the game. He ended up going four innings, gave up one run. I wouldn't really expect him to be on the roster either. Um, again, when you go that long, and I would think every reliever is going to be available to pitch on Friday, regardless of who they are, every reliever on the roster. Um, I don't think every reliever who would be available on Friday, I don't think they would pitch for four innings today. That wouldn't be smart. So I think Chris Matt and Stammen, by pitching that many innings today, Stammen three innings, Chris Matt four, I think that tells me, or should tell you guys as well, that those two, at least right now, the plan would be for them not to make the roster. Right now, the roster is at 28 guys. It has to get down to 26 by Friday. Uh, so that's that. The other thing I wanted to talk about, well, there's a couple things, Manny and Myers. Um, Manny grounded out in his last at-bat. He was two for three today. Uh, Crony also had an RBI hit as well. Good for him. Uh, but Manny, look, I I've said it already. I think he should be the National League MVP this year. I don't think he's going to win it, but I would give the vote to him. Sure, I'm biased, but look, this guy, he carried this team. The first month and a half, it was him and Hosmer, and Hosmer went down, and Manny kept going. And uh, just him posting every day, playing like 150 games again this year, plays, he does that every year. You can expect him to be on the field. This guy, we thought he like snapped his ankle against the Rockies at Coors Field uh, earlier this summer, and he ends up missing nine games, I think it was. Padres went like five and four with, without him, which is okay, but that's not great. So he showed his value there. We know how valuable he is on defense. You can make the argument for him to win the gold glove at third base this year over Nolan. Um, and Manny didn't have and Nolan Arenado in his lineup. He didn't, like Paul Goldschmidt did. Manny didn't have a Freddie Freeman in his lineup like Mookie Betts did, or vice versa, you know? Um, yeah, Juan Soto, he's a great hitter. He's a big name. He's a, he a must-watch at bat. But he was not the Juan Soto we know when he first got here. Josh Bell, when he first got here, he was one for 30 during, some, during a stretch. Juan Soto endured the worst slump of his career. You know, so Manny did not have the support around him to have those RBI numbers to be so far up. What did he do, though? He carried the team. 32 bombs, 102 RBIs. His OPS was 897. You want your OPS to be probably 750 to 800. He's well above that. Almost hit 300 with this year. And we know how hard that is with how talented pitching is, you know, this day and age, right? So... Real, real props to Manny, and uh, I haven't looked at his war right now, but I believe it's pretty identical to Nolan and Goldschmidt. And baseball reference isn't going to be updated with the war, so let me look at on fan graphs here. 
Give me a moment here. So right now it says Manny's war is 7.3. Which would qualify as his best Fangraphs war since 2016. Or, no, 2018. 2018, I believe, when he got a seven war. He had a really good season there. That was before he signed with the Padres in free agency. So, he was really, really good this year. If he has a 7-3, 7-3 war, let me look up Goldschmidt's war. Seven one, Manny has a higher WAR right now. I don't. I don't think this is considering today's games. But Manny went two for three today. Uh, but Manny, according to FanGraphs, right now has a higher WAR F WAR than Paul Goldschmidt. And Paul Goldschmidt, uh, I, most people that I've seen, he's the MVP favorite, according to people that I've read and you know the MLB Network stuff and all that. So. Manny, he didn't have as much talent around him. And the Padres would not be in a playoff spot if Manny Machado was not on the team this year. It's that simple. He's my MVP. And I think he's probably your guys' MVP too. Don't know if he's going to be the writer's MVP though, which it's kind of a shame, but that's just the way it is. Um, so shout out to Manny there. The fans gave him a nice ovation as he came off the field. Well-deserved. Tipped his helmet to the crowd. Um, and then Will Myers, that's the other guy I wanted to get to here. Um, I got a little emotional watching him again, walk off the field as I got emotional when I was at Petco, him and Manny saluting the crowd as they went into the dugout before they went to go celebrate clinching a postseason spot on Sunday. I got a little emotional today watching on TV here at my house, seeing Will walk off the field and salute the crowd, and then the Padres played a tribute video for him. I love that the Padres had uh, another or one last Polaroid picture with Will. Uh, by the way, props to Bo Mel, Bob Melvin, for taking Will, and he was at first base, then they put him at third, and then took him off the field. So he had a longer walk, longer time for the fans to appreciate him. Uh, so good job out of Bob there, and... I really hope, I put it on Twitter, I put out the video on Twitter and Instagram, I really hope it's not the last time that Will walks off that field as a San Diego Padre. And I mean it kind of in two ways. One, we obviously want this season to continue, right? I want this guy to be in a Padre uniform at Petco Park again this season in the National League Division Series against the Dodgers. So I mean it that way. And then I also mean it the way of, I don't want this to be his last year with the Padres either. Like, I want him back next year. I think this guy can help this team if he's willing to accept the same role that he's in right now at, I don't know, $5 million, $6 million, maybe even $7 million a year, maybe give him an extra player option year. I think you give it to him. I mean, this guy can play first base. He's playing it really well this year, or has been. Uh, I would seriously consider putting him at first base in the wild card series, by the way, as I mentioned earlier. He can play... The outfield, obviously, he's got the power. Um, it was unfortunate that he missed some time this year with that knee injury. But I, he's one of those guys where, yeah, did he maybe underperform his contract? Probably. 
but I can't imagine him being in another uniform to finish off his career. Like that would be hard to to see that, you know, like like if he went to the Rockies or something, that would be hard to see. And so I really appreciate what Will has done to this organization, what he's meant to this organization. And uh, there was a tweet that came out. I think Jim Russell put it out today. What was your favorite Will Myers moment? And I said, it hasn't happened yet. I hope that he delivers a big moment come postseason time. You know, 2020 wildcard series, maybe that's his best moment. Uh, you know, the two home run game in game two, along with Tatis. Uh, maybe it was the cycle in Colorado. But I hope it hasn't happened yet. Hit a big home run or a big hit against the Dodgers or something in the division series or a big hit in the wild card series to send us to the division series. Like in front of a pack stands, um, you know, a real season. I want that to be his best moment here. Oh, the best moment I want to be a World Series, him holding that up and celebrating with champagne in the clubhouse. Uh, what would it be? Like four more times? Wild card series, division series, championship series, world series. So, yeah. Uh, have them have five champagnes in total, champagne uh, showers in total. But, um, yeah, I hope his best moment hasn't happened yet. What he's meant to this organization, I mean, 2016, being the all-star, he didn't want to be the leader in the clubhouse, but he had to do that at one point. Signing down a big line, you know, that big line at Petco down the first baseline with all the kids there. He did that in 2017, 2018, when he was like the only guy there. He was like the only power potential guy there. He was the, he was the guy there. Um, he did that. He'd spend, feels like, 15, 20 minutes signing autographs, you know, when the team was winning 77 games a year. You know, like, I, I, I can look back on that now, and I, I can really appreciate who he's been. And he's been authentic. He's been really good to the media from the interviews that I've watched. Uh, just an authentic guy. I mean, last night, he didn't even know that the Padres were playing the Mets. He was like, oh, oh, we're playing the Mets? All right, we're going to New York, baby. Let's go. Just a real, real cool personality. Um, and I hope it's not the end here with Will. I really, really do. So that's what I wanted to say on that. Um, Will finished the 2022 season hitting 263, seven home runs. I know he missed a lot of time. Uh, drove in 41 runs, OPS 713. And I don't know if it's going to tell me his full stats with the Padres. I don't think it's going to tell me his full stats with the Padres. MLB.com isn't at least. But 2016, obviously, he was the all-star. 28 home runs there. He hit 30 in 2017. Couldn't match that the rest of his Padres tenure on this contract. Uh, but I'm very proud that Will is going to be remembered as a San Diego Padre. And I hope it's not over. I, I hope that even after this season, it's not over. So shout out to Will. Love that guy. We'll always love that guy. Um, all right. So we talked about this series Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday here. Padres won that series. Finished the season with 89 wins. Almost got to, or, yeah, almost got to 90. 89 and 73 without one of the best players in baseball, best shortstop in baseball when he's on the field, I'd say that's pretty darn good. And now you move to the wild card series. Padres, Mets, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, tomorrow. I'm scheduled to have on uh, 
one of the biggest sports talk personalities in the country. In New York, definitely. Evan Roberts, he's a big Mets fan. WFAN. He's scheduled to join the show tomorrow. Talk Padres, Mets. Uh, I like to say he's kind of like the version of me as a Mets fan. Like, watches every game uh, no matter what. Uh, sometimes he'll DVR the games. Has season tickets, all that stuff. So I, I'm going to love talking to him tomorrow. Hopefully that does, that does end up happening. And I'll have it here on the podcast platforms, here on YouTube. So you can stay tuned for that. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about the roster construction. I don't think that this or my roster construction is going to be the actual roster that comes out. Because the Padres are probably smarter than I am. I, I, they are. And they're probably thinking a little bit different than I am. But if I was Bob Melvin, if I was A.J. Preller, this is how I would want the 26-man wildcard roster to be. So, obviously, it's not 28 guys. It's 26. And feel free to give your thoughts in the comments as I go here. Um, there's some tough decisions here. And there's also some not tough decisions, to be honest. Um, I'll start with starting pitching. So. Obviously, the three starting pitchers, Snell, Darvish, and Musgrove, right? Games one, two, and three starters in some combination. That's obvious. Catchers, I'd go Nola, Alfaro, and Camposano. I think all three can catch at any time. I think Nola is probably going to catch all of the games, or at least most innings of those games. Um, so there's your first five, or your first six. Infield, got Manny, obviously, at third. Kim at short. Crony at second. Jury, Bell, and Myers. I, I include Myers as an infielder. I think the most time he'd play in the postseason would be at first or DH, so I just put him in the infield category. So six infielders there. Manny, Kim, Crony, Jury, Bell, Myers. I would consider having Myers play first base, to be honest. In the outfield, you could probably expect... Zokar to make it, obviously. Grisham, Profar, and Soto. I know it's only four outfielders. Six infielders if you include Myers. Um, I've heard some talk about the Padres, including Brandon Dixon on there. He's an infielder. He is kind of fast, I think. Uh, pretty good defense. I know he made that one mistake in this giant series on the base paths. Uh, I personally would not have Brandon Dixon on the roster. The two guys I would leave off the roster are Stammen and Dixon. You can include Chris Matt in there, I guess, as well, because he was on the roster today. Uh, so no no Dixon, no Stammen, no Chris Matt. Uh, relievers, I'd go Hayter, Nick Martinez, Luis Garcia, Pierce Johnson, Tim Hill, uh, Robert Suarez, Adrian Morahone, Shamanaya, and then Mike Clevenger. I don't think I'm forgetting anyone. I think I have the right amount. Nine relievers. Thirteen. Oh, maybe I need one more then. It should be ten relievers, right? If it's if it's ten, I don't even know if they need that many pitchers then. If I, because I had three... Three catchers, five infielders, five or six infielders, four outfielders, so 10, 3, 13, 16, 
So I need 10. And I think I have nine here. Hader Martinez, Garcia, Johnson, Hill, Suarez, Morajone, Manaya, and Clev. Yeah, so I need one more. So I'd probably put Dixon on the roster then, to be honest. Uh, I, I don't think that you need that many relievers when it's a three-game series. I think that when you need extra innings, right, I think that having Manaya and Clevenger on the roster, that helps you with that possibility of having extra innings. Uh, you can just plan not to pitch Clevenger. And if there's an extra inning games where you have to pitch him, you can pitch him then. Or if you want Manaya to go there, you can pitch him then. If you just want to go regular bullpen after uh, Darvish and Snell or Darvish and Musgrove, or all three of them in that series. Um, so, yeah. So, sorry, I miscounted there for some reason. I think I put Johnson twice on my notes. That's why. My bad. So, yeah. So, I'd say Stammon and Chris Matt, I wouldn't put them on there. And I would go how the Padres are going. Actually, yeah, 14. It would be 14. Uh, position players, and 12 relievers. So, yeah, I, I put Dixon on the roster. Yeah, Jeffrey says, if you want speed, would Liberato fit? Yeah, but I do like Dixon more at the plate. And he was actually, he's pretty good at the field, in the field as well. They both play the infield. He's on the roster. Like, Liberato, they sent him down because they clearly didn't believe in him or else they would have kept him and didn't. Uh, they would have not brought Dixon up, right? So, yeah, so I initially was probably going to leave off Clev, to be honest, and put probably Stamina or Chris Matt on there. But I think it's best to put Clev on the roster. Now, look, if he has COVID, then he's not going to be on the roster, right? But I'm assuming that he's going to test negative and he'll fly with the team tomorrow. I initially didn't have him on there because I was like, well, you want him pitching game one, so why would you have him on the roster? You're wasting a spot there. But I, then I quickly realized, like, no, you dummy. You have to win the wild card series, obviously, first. And it's kind of like with the Musgrove thing. Like how I said earlier, I'd rather not pitch Snell than not pitch Musgrove, right? I think I can live with not pitching Snell over not pitching Musgrove. Um, I don't know if I'd be able to live with not having Clev on the roster and being in the middle of a wild card game and saying, dang, Clev would be nice here. Or it'd be like an extra inning game. It's like having Clev be out of the bullpen for a few innings, four innings or whatever, that would be nice here. I'd be, I'm more confident in that, you know, the top arm like that than putting Stammon on the roster, for example, over Chris Matt, or excuse me, Stammon over Clevenger, you know? So for me... I just, it's more about, I wouldn't be able to live with myself if Clev's not on the roster and you'd need him, right? You can't save guys. Like, I don't really like what the Mets are doing. I mean, I, I do like it, to be honest, because maybe the Padres win one off Scherzer and then they don't have to win game two against DeGrom. And if they do, wow, great. Uh, but the Mets are, if they do go with DeGrom in game three or they try not to pitch him at all in the series, trying to get cute there instead of just going to Grom game one, Scherzer game two, and that bites him in the butt, I'm going to be laughing about that. You know, I, I don't want that to happen to the Padres. So, again, uh, Snell, Darvish, Musgrove, and then relievers, Hader, Martinez, Garcia, Johnson, Hill, Suarez, Morajone, 
Manaya Clevenger, assuming Clev tests negative and he can join the team. And then on the infield, Manny, Kim, Crony, Drury, Bell, Myers. And then on the outfield, Azokar, Grisham, Profar, and Soto. Myers can play the outfield too, obviously. So that would be my roster. 26 guys, not 28, 26. Let me know. Let me know what you think of the roster. If you'd put someone else over Brandon Dixon. Did I not say Dixon? Sorry. Dixon, I'd put on the roster. Yeah, because I miscounted. So Dixon would join the infielder group. Manny, Kim, Crony, Drury, Bell, Dixon. Sorry. Totally did. I'm probably confusing you guys right now. I'd put Dixon on the roster. Uh, go 14 position players, 12 pitchers. I think 12 pitchers is enough for a three-game series. I think the Padres, they want as much flexibility as they can with matchups at the plate against Mets pitchers and on the bases. If you don't want to use Azokar on the bases, you can use Dixon. You know, if maybe you want to save Azokar for later, you like him in a spot over Grisham against a potential bullpen arm, you can use Dixon as a pinch runner of Azokar come in for Grisham later in the game or whatever. You know, I'm obviously not Bob Melvin, not AJ. I'm not game planners in the Padres front office, but I think they want those, they want more flexibility there. And I think they're good with having Manayan Clev and Martinez, three guys there that can go three innings each, at least, I would think, if they need to. So that's how I would go. Um, all right. I'll go through the chat here. That's my, that's how I would put the roster together. Again, I initially did not have Dixon on it, but I was one player short because I put Pierce Johnson down twice. My bad. So, uh, no, I'd have Dixon make the roster. 14 position players and 12 pitchers. All right, I'm going to the, down to the chat here. Again, if you want to support the channel, I appreciate it. You can use the Super Chat button. I appreciate you anyway for being here. Padres just finished off their regular season. 89 wins, I'll take that without Tatis. And all the adversity they face this year. They're a postseason team. That's all that matters. Just get in. And they're 0-0 now. Going to New York. Uh, Gabe says, Ben, would you rather have Clever Maniah on the wild card roster if you could choose? Or if I had to choose, I think is what Gabe's asking here. I'd probably go with Maniah. Give you that extra lefty. That's just my gut answer. Uh, that's not a knock on Clev. That's just. I'm probably going into the wild card series hoping I don't use Clev. And you can have him for like game one of the division series. But Manaya, if, you know, if I'm picking between one of them, I want the, the guy that I am planning on pitching. And that's Manaya. The Padres could plan on pitching both of them and, or plan on pitching Clev over Manaya. I don't know, but I'd go with Manaya over Clevenger. Yeah, Jeffrey, yep, you're right here. Marte may not make the Mets postseason roster. Starling Marte, yeah. He is dealing with an injury. Buck, I believe, Buck Showalter, I believe, said today that he'll never say never. He has a finger injury right now. He's unlikely for the wild card series. Uh, Junlee, ESPN.com here says, 
The odds of Marte making the roster for the wildcard series are getting slimmer and slimmer. Showalter admitted that Marte's availability seems like a long shot when the postseason kicks off Friday, but also added, never say never. And it seems like right now, according to Showalter, that Marte can't swing a bat, can't throw a ball. So it's going to be hard. Yes, that would be hard. You would be putting him on the roster as like a pinch runner. And Starling Marte is supposed to be one of their best players. And that's a big loss for them. I mean, he almost hit 300 this year, 16 home runs, 18 stolen bases in 118 games. When he was healthy, he was the number two hitter on that team. Pismo says, so Clev tested positive for COVID. Yes, he did. I know this is comment. This comments from like 40 minutes ago, but I'm just going from the oldest to the newest. Want to make sure I hit on everyone. Well, yeah, Pismo, you say you don't get Clev not traveling with the team. Well, that's just, I think that's just the COVID policies or whatever. Like if you don't know if you've tested positive yet, they don't want to infect other guys and then mess with their availability for Friday. So it's just safer. Like if he tests negative, he can just go fly, go into New York. If he tests positive, well, then he's probably not going to be on the roster. Gil says you want, he wants Manaya as a left-handed middle reliever over Tim Hill. Really? That's, I mean, that's interesting. I think that the Padres, they want that weird, wacky delivery that Tim Hill provides in that bullpen. And I think they want Manaya there in case they need to fill multiple innings. And Tim Hill, he's been very valuable for this team. I know he gave up, you're probably like, oh man, he gave up four runs in his last outing, got one out against the Giants this series. I wouldn't worry about that. You know, like in September, if you don't include or September and then October 2nd, you don't include that last outing. Nine and a third innings gave up three earned runs. He had a span at one time this year. From August 26th to September 22nd, he didn't allow a run, or he allowed was it two earned runs. Yeah, he allowed two earned runs in that span. He went a lot longer. It was this span. Uh, I believe it was July 2nd to September 6th. He went nine or 23 games. Tim Hill. This is the same Tim Hill you don't want. On, you want Manai over Tim Hill. Uh, 23 games, 20 and two thirds innings, and he gave up no runs in that outing or in, in that span. I want Tim Hill on the roster. So maybe you're saying that Hill should still be, maybe you want Hill still to be on the roster, but I just took that comment as you wanted Manaya over Hill on the roster. I think you can have both, both on the roster. If you want Manaya used over Hill and both on the roster, I guess okay, but I still want to use Tim Hill for matchups. Are you kidding? I think Jeff McNeil's a lefty. You can use him against him. I, I like that. Robert Suarez, definitely on the roster. Darth Vader says, 
Craig Stammen is an atomic bomb. I mean, the guy gave his best today. I know he threw batting practice to that one Giants hitter who hit a bomb off him, but um, I, I I wouldn't expect him to be on the roster. Look, he went 69. He went almost 70 pitches today. He wouldn't be available for Friday. You want every reliever that makes the roster to be available for Friday. Because game one is the most important game of that series, unless it obviously goes to a game three. Game one is that. Both teams are going to go all out to try to win game one because then that doesn't mean they have to win game two. If you lose game one, obviously you have to win game two. You have to win game two and game three. If you win game one, you don't have to win game two. You don't have to win until game three. That takes a lot of pressure off, I think, until game three. You'd rather have the pressure off for game two. I mean, they'll probably still feel pressure, but you'd rather have it off or at least less than the other team for game two. So you want everyone available for that Friday game. Jeffrey, this is about Will, I believe, says, I hope he takes a friendly deal. He is such a great guy. I'm curious what he's looking for. Yeah, I mean, he said it to the media. He's looking at what's best for him and his wife. I think that's what he said. It feels like they love San Diego. His wife just started, or not just, but I think she's taking cooking classes and stuff in San Diego. Um, I think they love it here. I mean, they've been there, been here for eight years. So I think this would be great for them. If the Padres give them five, six, seven million, maybe that's too much. But maybe if they give him that, I don't see why he wouldn't take that. Like, do you want to contend for a playoff spot or do you want to go play for the Rockies? You know, I know for the Rockies, right, there's a lot of discussion about that among, like, Padre fans because we think that he's going to go and hit 40 home runs with the Rockies. But at this point in my career, I mean, he has over $80 million in the bank from that contract that he signed with us. I think he wants to win. And I think it would be more to him to win here than somewhere else even if he went and go join joined a, another contender next year other than the Padres Quan says it will be awesome if Will is this year's Eddie Rosario I get your point there you know Eddie Rosario is not the biggest name he's not you know Juan Soto uh, but he had a huge impact for the Braves right and a big part of why they won that World Series last year but he wouldn't exactly be Eddie Rosario um, because Eddie Rosario was traded for, I believe. He was acquired before the trade deadline last year. Will's been here for eight years. You know, he's been here since 2015. So I get your point, though. Smaller name outfielder, not someone you'd expect to be the hero. And if, yeah, that would be amazing. Again, like I mentioned earlier, what's your favorite Will Myers memory? It hasn't happened yet. At least that's what I'm hoping for. By the way, yeah, good comment here. Sorry, I have not mentioned that yet. I said this on the pregame show today. That's probably why. Uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all games are going to be on ESPN. That has been announced. 97 through the fan, Jesse and Tony on the radio. Uh, I believe 5 o'clock is on Friday, and then 4.30 Saturday, and then Sunday if necessary. 
So those are the game times for this weekend, Mets and the San Diego Padres. Irie says, I almost cried for Myers there. I believe that's you're talking about as he was coming off the field today. Yeah, I kind of did too. I hope we sign him to a short deal. I agree. Uh, this is a good point here. Alvin Kamara highlights says, is runner at second in extra innings for the postseason? No, it's not. So that's another thing with this pitching staff. I think that's why you want Clev and Manaya. You have Martinez, Morahone as well. That's why you want those, you want Clev and Manaya on the roster because there is no runner on second. So these games could go 16 innings. And so having someone that can pitch a start, that would be nice. Having multiple people that can do that. That would be nice in case something does happen like that. No runner on second base and extra innings. So you, that's why you could make the argument as well, go 14 pitchers, 12 position players. But I think the Padres, they, I think they have enough pitching. If they go with 12 pitchers. Yep, 26-man rosters, guys, not 28. Alvin Kamara, thank you so much for the super chat. Again, if anyone else wants to support the channel, you can do what Alvin Kamara Highlights just did. Use that super chat button, the dollar sign in the comments. I appreciate your guys' help, your support. Uh, he says, watch most of your post games before bed, big fan. Thank you. Uh, says, feel Snell over Joe game two. Needs Soto, Drury, and Bell to be huge. Soto, to me, has no pop and who the Mets pitching to start game one and game two. So he said a lot there. Okay, let me dissect that comment there in the multiple parts. Okay, so like I said, I appreciate the comment about watching most of my post games. Uh, I think you're talking about my reaction videos. Um, Snell over Joe game two. See, I understand people that want Snell over Joe game two. If the Padres win game one, I'm completely fine with having Snell go over Joe Musgrove in game two. And I'm confident in both guys. Like, it won't, like, piss me off if Snell, it will say the Padres lose game one and Snell goes game two. Like, I'm not going to be, like, pissed off. But it just wouldn't sit with me well if Musgrove doesn't pitch in the wild card series and the Padres go home. Like, he's one of the team leaders, and it's not, this isn't like an Eric Hosmer thing where he's a leader and he's not good. This guy was an all-star this year. He's trending upwards. He's pitching better at the right time. You know, like he looked really good his last start against the Giants this week. I know it's the Giants. It's not the Mets. Uh, but he didn't allow any runs in that start. Um, if you want to go Snell game two regardless of anything, and then let's say you lose that first game, you're going Snell there. Okay. Well, then I probably want Snell on a short leash, and then you bring in Musgrove if something goes wrong. And then you just figure out game three. You just figure it out. Maybe you have Clev go there. Clev and Manaya or something. You figure it out. But I want Musgrove pitching in the wild card series. Unless they're going to go games one, two, Darvish, Snell, and the Padres win those two first two games, obviously I won't have a problem then. Musgrove can just go game one against the division series. So again, I'm confident in Snell and Musgrove, but I'd rather have Musgrove pitch a winner-go-home game. Uh, and then... Your point about needing Soto, Drury, and Bell to be huge. Yeah, I agree. I mean, uh, definitely with Soto. I think Drury, 
being in the middle of that lineup. I agree with that. And Bell, I think it's to be determined what his role is going to be this series in a wild card. You'd think he'd start. You know, they traded for him. He was, they probably viewed him more not just as a throw-in, but a guy that would start most times in the lineup. But I, I would consider having him as a switch hitter, have him come off the bench matchup-wise, and you start Will at first and have Drury DH. I really like Will at first right now. Uh, and then you say Soto to me has no pop. Okay, I mean, he did homer, what was that, Saturday? Dead center. He does have pop. He just has a line drive swing. Like, he's a great hitter. He's not just a power hitter. He's a great hitter, period. Um, so, like Tony Gwynn, he was a great hitter. He didn't have great power numbers. Will Myers is one home run away from him uh, in a Padres uniform. You know, so... He's just not, he's not Aaron Judge, right? He's a different hitter. Um, I don't think he needs to have power to provide a big impact for the Padres in the postseason, in the wild card series. Obviously, yeah, I'd love to have him hit a home run off of DeGrom in game one or Scherzer in game one and get the guys rolling, right? Who wouldn't? But I think he can be impactful other ways, defensively, single, uh, you know, double in the gap line drive double in the gap with runners on base, he can still impact this team in other ways. Walks, right? Getting guys, getting on base in front of Manny, putting pressure on the Mets. He can help this team in other ways than just pop. Greg asks, will the Mets go Scherzer game one? That's what it seems like. I mean, Buck Showalter has not made a decision on that. But Joel Sherman, I think it was Joel Sherman in the New York Post today said that the Mets are considering Scherzer game one and trying not to pitch to Grom at all, possibly, in this wildcard series. I think that's total bullets and board material for the Padres. Oh, you think you're so good you don't have to pitch to Grom? All right, well, we're going to go show you here in game one off of Scherzer, so you have to pitch to Grom game two. Uh, but the Mets, that's what it seems like they're considering having DeGrom not pitch game one, hope, hope that they win game one, have Bassett pitch game two instead of game three. And if they win the first two, then you don't pitch DeGrom at all in the series. That's They're considering that. I don't really think that they should. I don't think being cute is the time. I don't think it's time to be cute right now in the postseason if you're the Mets, but go ahead and do it, I guess. Darvish beat Scherzer earlier this year at City Field. So if that's the same matchup, I'm going to be confident. I'm confident either way. Gil says, add Alex Morgan to the roster to throw out the first pitches. Well, you don't need to be on the roster for the first pitches. Uh, but yes, I love Alex Morgan too. Yes. Um, who doesn't? She, I believe, has a knee injury right now, so she's not with the national team, so I guess she could be there. Uh, but no, she's rehabbing in preparation for the Waves uh, playoffs, which I believe is going to be... I think it's on October 21st at home against Chicago. Hopefully the Padres are still playing, uh, but we will see. All right, I think that's going to do it. Talking Friars, episode 241. 
recapped, reacted to that giant series. Padres finished the regular season with 89 wins. Moving on to the wild card series, I gave my thoughts on that roster, what I think it should be. Let me know your thoughts at Talking Friars on Twitter, at Talking Friars on Instagram. And uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel for daily Padres content if you have not already. I appreciate everyone here. Ben Fenn signing off. Go Padres. Keep the faith, and I'll talk to you later. See ya.